Chapter 11 The Attitude The streetlights barely worked this side of town, making this yet another shady delivery to yet another shady apartment building. Sam checked the envelope for the 15th time. Several photos lined the inside. All right, it's all here, Sam said. Good, Nick said. He was wearing his white fedora for this delivery. He looked like a stereotypical private eye. Honestly, wearing that getup seemed a bit amateur for someone like Nick to do. He would stick out like a sore thumb to any criminal. But Nick was apparently known around this area. No one bothered him. None of the gang members even looked twice when he walked down the street. He knocked on the door, and the lights inside the worn-down apartment building flipped on. Footsteps came from inside. The door started opening and stopped abruptly by a chain lock. A woman looking through the crack in the door nodded, then closed the door. Three or four clicks later, and the door opened wide, revealing a homely-looking woman wearing pajamas and a bathrobe. She lit a cigarette with a flame that came from her finger and took a large puff while she looked over the two men standing before her. Sam studied Nick's posture and body language and tried to mimic the vibe he was giving. It wasn't very successful. Who's the kid? The woman said in a raspy voice. She leaned against the wall, blowing smoke with nearly every breath. Nick sniffed. I don't do questions, he said. I do results. You want what I got or not? The woman looked Sam over once more and scoffed. Then she dug inside the pocket of her bathrobe and tossed a small chip toward Nick, who caught it nonchalantly. He inspected it for a moment. This better be real. Otherwise, you'll find out real quick why I brought him along. Nick gestured to Sam, who struggled to keep the confusion from his face. Was he threatening this woman with Sam? There was nothing special about Sam. Yet here Nick was, pretending like he was some dangerous person. Either way, Nick's words did the trick. The woman began to look worried and shifted positions nervously. All right, no need for that. I wouldn't double-cross you, Nick. You can trust me. She raised her hands defensively. It's real. Now what'd you find out? Nick nodded his head and Sam gave the lady the envelope. She snatched it out of his hands and ripped open the top, pulling out the pictures. As she flipped through the pictures, her expression took a somersault from intrigued to slightly concerned to flat-out livid. Flames burst from her fingers, consuming the pictures in the envelope and turning them all to ash. I should have known that rat was cheating. She paced the other side of the dark hallway and back. The floorboards creaked with every step. Nick sighed, looking reserved, like he expected that exact reaction. That rat! That dirty, stinking rat! I'll show him! Going off with some harlot behind my back! She was fuming, in more ways than one. Her fingers were smoking like the barrel of a freshly fired revolver. Nick nodded his head toward the street and they both headed back to the car. Before they got in, the lady walked out the door and stood with her hands on her hips. If you see that scum walking around, tell him I'm looking for him. She raised a finger in the air and Nick closed the driver's side door. Actually, tell him to sleep with one eye open. Come on, Nick yelled from inside the car. Sam sat in the seat and closed the door as Nick pulled away. Sam rolled down the windows and felt the cool night air as Nick's phone began ringing. This wasn't the most expensive hover car, but as Nick always said, it cut them from A to B. At least it didn't have wheels like the ancient cars in the junkyard. 
This was the third delivery this week. All of them happened at night. All of them were pretty much the same. Deliver a stack of photos to a nervous husband or wife or girlfriend or whatever, and watch them freak out that their significant other was cheating. It wasn't as exciting as Sam thought it would be. He thought he'd be solving a lot more murder mysteries or tracking down some missing people or something. But apparently this is what Nick meant when he said work's been slow. Two whole weeks of taking stupid pictures of people. They were no closer to finding Jack than they were two weeks ago. Nick hadn't even mentioned him. It's like he forgot about him. Not Sam. Sam would never forget about his best friend. Not in a million years. He rolled up the window. Hey, Nick, can I talk to... Nick held up a finger. He was still on the phone. Sam rolled down the window again. There was just something invigorating about the chill in the night air. The way his blonde hair whipped in the wind. The smell of the city. It wasn't a bad smell. But it wasn't a good smell either. It certainly smelled a whole lot different than the farmland and open space of Kansas. All right, I'm done. You said something? Nick tapped on his phone, causing the hologram to disappear. Sam rolled up the window again. Yeah, I did. How much did we get today? Nick dug in his pocket and pulled out the dirty money chip. Three hundred lousy digits. It wasn't fake, but it wasn't what we agreed. Sam studied the black triangular chip. Brushing his finger over the top made a red 300 flash dimly. That was half as much as they usually charge for this kind of work. Well, we could go back and ask for more. The look on Nick's face saved him the trouble of saying, You really think that's a good idea? Sam shook his head. Just forget it. Why are we no closer to finding Jack? The segue was abrupt, but Sam couldn't hold it in any longer. It's been two weeks, Nick. We haven't done squat. Kid, I hear you. I haven't forgotten. Ashley, take us home. A smooth feminine voice rang through the car. Sure thing, boss, she said. I got some guys digging into this. They think he was taken by a big-name slave trader, Nick said, tapping his wrist. When he did, his phone appeared in his hand. Sam straightened up. Really? Which one? They don't know. But to them, the whole scene stinks. No one takes hostages unless they want something. And five weeks is a long time to go without so much as a ransom note. It all screams slave trader. That's all they got, though. What would they want with him? Kids like that would go for high prices on the market. You're the one who keeps bragging on him like he's one of the originals. This comment made Sam smile. I bet he could go a few rounds with the originals. Nick chuckled. My butt's on the other guys. Either way, if he's that strong, they'll want it for labor. Or worse, combat. Right. The younger and stronger they are, the better. That's the idea. So what now? There's one man who knows all the slave routes around here. He likes to know what goes on on his turf. Looks like we're paying a visit to an old friend of mine. Ashley, take us downtown. Where to, boss? The car said. The attitude. You got it. They pulled up in front of a nightclub, teeming with people. The line at the door looped around the back of the building. Dozens of people dressed in skimpy clothing and loads of makeup, all waiting for a chance to get in. Even some of the men wore heavy makeup, and their hair seemed to be all messed up. But that was just the style. Compared to the other cars, Nick's car might as well have had wheels. It looked like it was a hundred years old next to the others. Nick didn't even notice. Or maybe he didn't care. Either way... 
Sam followed as nonchalantly as possible, like he knew what he was actually doing. The bouncer smirked when he spotted Nick. He had to be at least seven feet tall from Sam's perspective, and his muscles nearly ripped his slick black shirt. He was stacked with the works. Stun baton on his left, 50 mil hand cannon on his right. He was for sure ready for a fight. I wonder what his talent is, Sam thought. Look at the brass on this guy, showing his face where it don't belong, said the giant. Nick sighed. I need to see the boss, Jeff. Can you get us in? Jeff? This behemoth's name was Jeff? What a strange world we live in. Why don't you take your little pipsqueak and get out of here? The man said, still blocking the door with his arms crossed. If you leave now, maybe I won't tell the boss I saw you. But I should just take you out right now. Do him a favor, not scram. He seemed to dismiss them, looking the other way. But Nick didn't move. You don't know her yet, but you owe me one. The man stopped pretending to ignore them, looking Nick right in his eyes. What'd you just say to me? He lowered his arms, puffing out his chest. You heard me, Nick said, disregarding the near two-foot difference in their height. I don't know you nothing, Jeff retorted. I got rid of that problem Loretta's been toting around. The man's eyes went wide for a second. You mean that low-life bruiser? How'd you manage that? I got some dirt on him at the Gentleman's Club in Chicago. Little rat thought he was safe there. Jeff broke into a wide, toothy grin. Almost toothy. A little dental work wouldn't have hurt. I can't believe you've done that, he said with a distant look. I've been trying to break them up for months, so that slimy dog finally went too far. He huffed a slight chuckle. You've done me good, Nick. You've done me good. He opened the door and loud music leaked out. He's still got it in for you, you know. Watch your head. My advice? Leave the kid outside. He gestured to Sam, and Nick shook his head. The kid comes in. Don't worry, Jeff. I'll make it snappy. The whole joint reeked with sweat, booze, and bad decisions. Staying invisible wasn't hard. Making their way through without getting scotch on their shirts? That was the hard part. As big as this place was, Nick had no problem getting to the back. At the back of the club stood massive double doors. The room was apparently important because the doors opened by themselves. Two thugs stood inside, blocking their entry. Nick waved his hand and the thugs parted. He stopped in the center of the room, not sparing a glance to the dozen or so thugs that surrounded them on all sides. However, Sam couldn't help but take it all in. The lock of the door behind them made it abundantly clear they were knee-deep in the lion's den. So this is how you respect boundaries, eh, Nick? said a man sitting at the head of the table in the back of the room. He put down his hand of cards and blew smoke in their direction. You know I wouldn't be here if it wasn't important. The man rose from his seat, followed by the rest of the men in black suits, all staring daggers at Nick and Sam. Important, the man chuckled. Important? You come in here and talk about what's important? He walked over, now standing two feet from them. He was a few inches shorter than Sam and very fat but he stood eye to eye with Nick. I'll tell you what's important. Yeah, I'll tell you what's important. Burying Dad instead of going on some excursion with Mikey. That's what's important. Not whatever crap job you're on right now. I should have you gutted. You're lucky I haven't done so already. He trailed off, 
growing a distant look while the fury faded from his voice. But you don't hurt family, do you, Nick? He sat back in his chair. At least that's what Dad always said. Nick took a deep breath. I know he did. You know I lost Mikey on that trip. I wouldn't have gone if I knew. Another deep breath. I missed you, Joey. You know I did. Dad left the business in good hands. All at once, the pieces came together in Sam's mind. This was a mob boss, and Nick was his brother. He stood there for the better half of their conversation, staring like a deer in headlights, dropping his tough guy act like a wet towel, though these guys probably already saw through him anyway. All right, Nick, Joey said, folding his arms. You've been good to my boys. They've been telling me all about you going around fixing their problems like you do. Goes a long way in my eyes. He took a breath, biting down on his cigar once more. What do you need? He puffed smoke as Nick sat opposite him. Sam didn't quite know what to do, so he just stood there with his hands to his side. The kid got snatched about a month ago, maybe more. Museum in Indy. Ring any bells? Not my turf, Nick. I can ask around. Another puff of smoke and he made a hand gesture to one of the thugs in the room, who walked out directly after. You seen any traders come through? Sounds like this guy's big. You'd know, Nick said. Joey sat up, taking the cigar out of his mouth with two fingers. Yeah, there've been a few. Nothing too big, though. Other rumor. Some foreigner fresh in the market. Real hot stuff, they say. Him and Burnham killing the game, I guess. He puffed more smoke as Sam stepped forward. That's the guy! Joey stopped smoking to look Sam up and down. Who's the kid? He nonchalantly waved a cigar in Sam's direction. He's an intern. Just picked him up in Kansas. What were you doing in Kansas? Looking for work. Missing person. Sounded expensive. They didn't have the digits. So you took the kid? Sounds like you don't need my help finding these people. You're one of them. Joey laughed to himself, sitting back in his plushy desk chair. It's not like that. It came to me. Took a nosedive out my window. Walked it right off. Joey squinted studying Sam with the cigar sticking out of his mouth. He's tough? Tough skin? Nick shook his head. No, he heals, like Mikey. This brought a smile to Joey's face. He snapped his fingers and a thug pulled out a pistol and fired. The bullet hit Sam's shoulder and he dropped to the ground, only to get right back up, catching the bloody bullet as it popped right out. Joey laughed to himself. I always loved doing that to Mikey. He hated that. Well, there you go. Got yourself a new Mikey. He puffed more smoke as Sam rubbed his shoulder where the wound used to be. No, he's no Mikey. He's too green. I ain't even taught him how to fight yet. Joey chuckled. A talent like that and he don't even know how to fight. Sam took another step forward. I can fight? You've never seen me fight, Nick. You wouldn't know. Fight down, kid. Grown-ups are talking. Joey interjected. I can fight! Neither of you have seen me fight! Joey snapped his fingers again, and a scrappy thug stepped up to Sam. He was half a foot shorter than Sam, and looked like he didn't have an inch of fat on his body. He shoved Sam backwards, and they both fell into a fighting stance. Sam swung for his head, but missed. The thug wasted no time. He punched Sam directly in his groin, causing him to double over. 
After the punch came consecutive knees to the face. He was relentless. Even after Sam fell to the ground, he kept kneeing his face. It was brutal. And within moments, Sam's face was unrecognizable. No one did a thing to stop the man. Nick looked the other way, while Joey watched intently, downing a shot glass. Joey raised a hand and the thug stopped, wiping thick, crimson blood off his pants. It took longer than expected for Sam to regain consciousness. His face was a bloody mess when he rose to his feet, but every bone reformed, and every gash re-knit within seconds. You see, kid, you just don't know. That's how it is, Joey said, shrugging his shoulders and downing another shot of clear liquid. You can heal, sure, but you'd be dead weight in a fight. He whistled to one of the thugs in the room. Get the kid a drink. Forget it, Joey, Nick piped up. You can't get drunk, remember? Oh, yeah, Joey said, his words accompanied by a slow nod. Something about your liver healing or whatever. Eh, it doesn't matter. Sam's eyes widened. So many thoughts and emotions ran through his head. He didn't know what to say. Mostly, he was just embarrassed about getting beaten so badly. He just made himself out to be a liar. Bill's still in business, Nick said. He's been on the land for a few weeks. Something went down with the elites, had him spooked. Might be hard to get a hold of him, but you know him. Once he smells town, he'll be around. I'll start spreading it around. We'll make something out of this kid. Joey began to smirk as his eyes met Sam's. Taking a cigar out once more, he spoke up. It's sink or swim out there, kid. Best be ready. 